What's going on gamers? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this Graveyard Discussions. And it's a very important one because gamers, I have finally done it. I have completed every mainline game in the Yakuza series. From Yakuza 0 straight to Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I know I did a prior episode on my time with the Yakuza series, but at that time I hadn't played 3, 4, 5 or Like a Dragon because Like a Dragon hadn't released yet, obviously. And I wanted to do an episode that just covered the entire full series because there's a lot to do in these games now these will be listed slightly off of their original release order since for example i played the kiwami versions of one and two and also because i played yakuza 6 before the hd releases of three four and five i feel like going through in my play order will allow you guys to understand why i may have liked some things in one game but not been as big of a fan of that in a different game also since all but yakuza 4 have reviews on this channel, I won't be approaching these as kind of mini reviews. You can check out the reviews for the games on this channel, like I said, but more, this is the mindset I had going into and actually playing these games. Yakuza 4, I may kind of cover a little bit of a review, but it, it is just, again, kind of that brief overview of my thoughts playing it. Now, I also will not be including the Judgment games like I did in the prior episode because I want to focus on the Yakuza games strictly. So how did I come across the Yakuza series? I will be 100% honest with you. I do not remember the first two coming out on PS2. I do not even remember Yakuza 3 or 4 dropping. The first game that kind of popped into my eyesight, kind of put it in that, that view of me, was Dead Souls. And now I never played this game due to it being a zombie tie-in uh, and having very average to below review scores. But I'll be honest, and I will say that it did put it in my sights. Ultimately... It was enough to make me go, what is this? Now, everything back then in 2011 really did have a lot to do with zombies. It was blowing up. It was part of pop culture, you know, between The Walking Dead really kicking off and Undead Nightmare the year before. Just all these different things kind of in that area was very zombie themed. You couldn't help but be interested. This game definitely did that. And then once I realized, oh, it's part of the Yakuza series, I was kind of interested. But I, I didn't make a move toward playing it at that time. It was actually in late 2016 that I downloaded Yakuza 5. It was part of the free PS Plus games that month. But to be honest with you, I downloaded it like whatever day you could download. And then within three or four days, my subscription was over. I didn't renew, so I didn't even get a chance to play it. And that's probably for the better because during that time, I honestly thought this game and this series was kind of like GTA Japan. Now flash forward a few years, it's around January 2018, and for whatever reason, Yakuza 0 pops on my radar. The reviews are really good. It looks extremely interesting. It had actually released in the US about a year earlier, but for some reason it's popping up on my YouTube, like, you know, you kind of look in recommended viewing type stuff. I'm just seeing it in magazines, and it's really just becoming something that's intriguing me. It's got my interest. In fact, the spring of that year is when Yakuza 6 released, and it really kind of pushed me forward of going, man, what is this series? It looks gorgeous. Yakuza 0 looked amazing. Yakuza 6 looks absolutely gorgeous. I'm watching reviews. I'm kind of getting the feel for what this game is. Now, understand, I'd never played Shinmu, so when people said, oh, this is like a spiritual successor to Shinmu, or some people call it a ripoff, I really just sat there and was like, I don't know what that means at the time. However, I was just intrigued by this world. I started learning more and more. This is not GTA. This is not even Sleeping Dogs. This is its own kind of breed. I looked at the combat. It looked cool. I looked at the world, the amount of things you could do, and I was like, man, I've got to try this. So, for that year, I decided, you know what, I'm going to throw Yakuza 0 
on the old Christmas list, see if the wife picks it up, and if she does, I'm going to play it at some point in 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what happened. She got me the game for Christmas, and around June of 2019, I started my trip and my journey in the Yakuza series. So with that, let's talk about Yakuza 0. Gamers, the thing about Yakuza 0 is it is probably the best prequel game I have ever played. And I say that because it enhances the story. Some people that know Yakuza by heart and different things, they might be able to find some small, slight little, I don't know, like inconsistency or something. Some, you know, something that's just not right. But I'll be honest with you. I played this game and I absolutely love the way that it set up Kiwami. And I say that from somebody that played this game and then a few months later played Kiwami. I sat there going, oh man, like it just gave you so much motivation. It kind of showed characters in a different light. For example, in Kiwami, you meet a guy named Nishiki and it's, you know, Kiru's brother. And, and you know, they kind of grew up together and he's turned on Kiru. And you're thinking, oh crap, like what's going on here? What a piece of trash. Well, here's the thing in Yakuza 0... You're still like brothers and you get to see just this different side of him. And it kind of really gives you an idea of why he would become the way he did in that game. Another thing is Majima. Now Majima took me a long time for it to actually pay off. But, you know, you start the game off and you see him as like kind of a, a broken dude. Like he's doing whatever he can to earn favor back into his clan. And I went into this game not knowing a lot about the characters but I was like, man, I thought Majimo was supposed to be like some crazy, like Joker-esque badass. Like I didn't really know what to expect. So to see him just bending over and just accepting whatever punishment was going on and just kind of dealing with rude customers because he's hosting a hostess club and whatnot. I really was like, huh. Now, you knew he had done something. You knew this was his punishment. And it kind of builds up to honestly give you just this great inside look at Majima without all the acting and all the flamboyantness that he does and you do get a reason for why he goes that way with an excellent side character in the game stuff that's flashbacks in Yakuza 4 becomes fallout in Yakuza 0 and it just kind of builds on that so I absolutely loved what they did there honestly there's just so much to love about this game past the story now first off let us talk a little bit about the story here one thing I just was kind of taken away is obviously it's my first exposure you start off there's a lot of cutscenes. i love a good story now i hate when there's a lot of fluff right and i'm not going to say that some of the later games didn't have fluff in their you know their story with yakuza 4 and 5 but in yakuza 0 there's a lot of talking a lot of cutscenes, a lot of characters but none of it felt like fluff like it all felt important and what i loved about it was the fact that all revolves around a simple empty plot of land like that's what gets the story going and I'm sitting there going, how is this causing all of this? But it does. It's like this spiraling thing that not only affects Kiru's part of the story, but also Majima's. And they don't even interact until the very end of this game. I absolutely was just intrigued by this. Like, I was just really into this story. And what I thought was great is you have these two characters, right? And you're playing as a couple of chapters as Kiru and a couple of chapters of Majima. But what it does so amazing. And this is stuff that they had to learn because I've said it before in my review for five and I mean this as well for four is those games tried the multiple protagonist and I kind of felt like because of the way they did it where you'd play like you know all of Kiru's part and then all of 
you know, whoever, Sijima's part, right? And you'd play, like, the four different or five different characters. Then you would have a combined. Like, I felt it was disjointed. But it's like they learn from that. And with Zero, you would switch chapters. And here's the thing about it. Every time I would switch, I'd be like, no, I don't want to play as Majibar right now. I want to keep on with Kiru because this is getting so good. And then a couple of chapters later, I'd be like, no, I don't want to go back to Kiru's. This is getting good. Like, it was just such great storytelling. And it really paid homage as I've played through these games now to know that, like, man, they did a great job with kind of showing the beginning steps of these characters. And, oh, such good stuff. And then the combat and the gameplay was so well done. I wasn't expecting a brawler. But then you get in there and it's a brawler and the upgrades are so smartly done. What I love is you're walking around town and you see these guys, Mr. Shakedown, and they are tough fights. But I tell you, man, when you finally take down a Mr. Takedown and you get all of his money, oh my word, it's amazing. Then there's things that I hadn't expected, like going into a Sega arcade and having all these games like Virtual Fighter and a claw machine. I love claw machines in real life. And you could just do a virtual claw machine in this game. And all these different games that just... It was just so much fun. It was like a kid in a candy store. Like, oh my word, there's a real estate business game in this. And I, I really, really did enjoy that as well. And what I loved about that is as you went up through the ranks, you play as Kiru and you start owning more and more stuff, man, you become a little boss of an area. And you'll be sitting outside and if you let the screen just go idle, eventually Kiru will pull out a cigarette, put it in his mouth, and somebody walks up and lights it for you, which signifies in the game in their culture that you're a badass. So I absolutely love that. I thought that was a really fun mini game. There's just so much to like. I think the biggest probably fun memory that I have of this game is going to a video store, not really knowing what to expect. And you kind of realize that you're watching an adult movie. And then Kiru starts moaning. It zooms in on some tissues and I lost it. I had to call my buddy Hulking Yoda. I'm like, dude, you have got to play this game. You will not believe what just happened. But as funny and as quirky as those are, and as funny as quirky as all these sub-stories that you play as are, it's, again, going back to that story and how deep it gets and how just complex, but it never feels like it betrays itself by being too complex or too many twists just for the sake of twists. Like, it really is amazing writing, awesome characters. I knew I wanted to play Kiwami after. So, gamers, I personally cannot recommend Yakuza Zero enough. I mean... Whether you've played the whole series or you're looking to jump into it, this is absolutely the perfect starting point for the series. It's just amazing. Everything about it, I love. There's a few changes that they didn't really keep. For one, when you play every other game in the series, the camera is a little farther back. When you play Zero, it's right up on the people. Uh, and also, the combat style will fluctuate a lot throughout the series. And in this one, you almost have too many styles of combat at your disposal i i thought it would work better when you had one or two to kind of choose from but other than that like i don't have complaints about it i it just preferences if you will so definitely a game i cannot recommend enough and i whether you have any interest in playing the whole series you should play yakuza zero So gamers, let's talk about Kiwami and Kiwami 2, because I have to say, a lot of times when we talk about remakes, and these are full remakes, these are not remasters, over the last couple years, our minds instantly go to how great the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes were, and they absolutely were. But I think the Kiwami remakes need to be in that same category, because you know what? No, I didn't play the original Yakuza 1 or Yakuza 2, I've only played the Kiwami versions, but I've seen plenty of videos. Everything about this built from the ground up. 
Kiwami is actually built on the same engine as Yakuza 0, while Kiwami 2 is actually built on the new Dragon engine that they introduced in Yakuza 6. And I'll get to kind of each of these in a second, but over and all, I mean, these games were completely built from the ground up. Back in the original releases, if you look up videos, they're very kind of like single angled right with the camera where you walk into a certain street and that street has one angle and as you progress down it then it goes to a different angle these are full open worlds just like we would see with yox 3 and, and whatnot as the series progressed but i mean it's just so amazing they rebuilt the grappling fighting system they rebuilt some of the different side things you can do and whatnot so these were full-on remakes and they took what was there before they kept the story they kept the characters they kept all of the important stuff and they just implemented in a world that was current to what gaming was at that time. Which is what people loved about the Resident Evil 2. So I would definitely say these are some of the best remakes ever. I would say it's between these and the Resident Evil remakes. But let's talk about these games for example. So I finish Yakuza 0. I go into Kiwami. And instantly I'm really drawn into this game. For one, like I said, Yakuza 0 did a few things with the camera where this is a little bit farther set back i think the world looks beautiful i think it is a step up in a lot of ways i enjoyed the fighting in this more than yakuza zero and i've just went and gushed about yakuza zero but that's just to tell you how much i enjoyed kwami and then oh man i can see why kiru started off in yakuza one and he led the series for another five games because you know he is so well done as a character and this story starts off where kiru takes the fall for his best friend Nishiki, which again, Yakuza 0, it kind of explains a lot of that relationship, goes to jail for 10 years, comes out, and things are just different. And what you get is this really deep, complex story, and I love that. And I love that, you know, Nishiki isn't just some evil guy now. Like You see that, you think that, but as you slowly chip away through the story, you start to see other things. You start to see Majima now and, and Kiru are interacting. And it's this weird tense relationship that definitely grows throughout the series. There's so much fun there. You see Kiru introduced to what would eventually become his daughter in a way. And that is Hiroku. And I just, I love their relationship. Holding her hand, walking through the cities. And I just, I remember certain things about the sub-stories. For example, I remember one where you had to go get just... A bowl of food for this dog and then you needed to get the actual food then you needed to go get the water like you had to get each individual item but it all built around building hiroku and kiru's uh relationship and i love that now everybody talks about the witcher 3's side quest and while those are awesome i think kiwami does them almost even better and i don't know that these were 100 percent the same way they were in the original release but i can tell you i loved them here one of the ones that is so in my head is the side story with Hiroku, and she finds a dog, and she wants to feed this dog, so you have to go get food. Well, you can't just put the food on the street, so you gotta go get a bowl, and you gotta know where to find these items, and it just seems tedious, but it's actually kind of fun, and it also builds that relationship, and I love that. Like, character building, relationship building, those are all very important to me when it comes to game story, because it helps you get into that character more. One of the other sub-stories that really sticks out of my head is you go and you help somebody, and they give you something as a reward. Well, later on, you find another sub-story where, hey, that person actually needs what you got, so you give it to him, and he exchanges it for something else. And you keep doing this over and over again until later in the game, you get to a point where one guy needs a briefcase that you just happen to have, and you actually save him from committing suicide. Like, that's how drastic it was, but it felt awesome because it just built on everything that had come before. I love that about 
the actual just the side stuff and then you know there's something for going into a don quixote store and you see all the items all over the place they've crammed in i've spent some time in asia not japan more so korea in my case but i can say that reminds me so much of going into the stores and how cramped and small they were and whatnot you can go into little uh, other shopettes and they're a little bit more wider and everything's bright and clean and i just loved going in there finding the different items that i would need to help me out and Again, the side stories, sub stories, and as they're called in this game, are just so well done. And it just leads to this epic ending with the Millennial Tower. And that just plays such a pivotal role, that location, in almost every other game. Like, there's some of the reason you're going to go end up in Camarocho, which, by the way, I didn't mention this enough in Zero. Let me mention here, it's just a fantastic city. Uh, but you're going to end up in the Millennial Tower more often than not. There's something that's going to happen around that spot. I love that. You know, now that I'm speaking about Camarocho, let me just say that this is just a, such an iconic city. And I love the fact that with Zero, it is the same layout as it's in Kiwami, as it's in every single game. Now, some people might think that might get kind of boring, but I tell you what, each game that I played, I was kind of almost reassured. Like, I didn't have to go learn where everything was. Sure, there was going to be other cities, and I'll get to that very quickly. But I love the fact that Camarocho, sure, some... Some places might not be open, some might in this game, but you knew where you were going. And it became a city that truly, truly felt like home. So Yakuza Kwame 1, I absolutely loved it. In fact, in my reviews, if you go check that out, I actually scored it higher than Yakuza 0. So right out the gate, this series is going great. I'm loving the first dip into it with 0. I go to Kwame and I'm like, man, this is even better. Now I will admit, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, I did play Judgment next, which is the spinoff game, so takes place in Camarocho, and I was really happy with it, really enjoyed being the detective style and whatnot, but I gotta be honest, I had Yakuza Kiwami 2 sitting there, and by this point, within, you know, less than a year, I've played through these three games, they're very similar, so I'm looking at Kiwami 2, and I'm going, I don't know, man, maybe I'm a little burnt out, maybe I don't want to jump on this game, I don't know. Gamers, Kiwami 2 is probably in my top five games of all time. I absolutely love that game. First off, let me just say this, the new engine, how you use that to, one, fight. I love the new fighting styles. It had slimmed down to do two different fighting styles that I absolutely thought was better than having four or three. I thought it worked so much better just having the two to choose from in that situation. I love the fact that you could pick up weapons that enemies dropped, and if you put it away before the end of the fight, you would now have that weapon. You didn't have to go keep buying weapons. They didn't drop right at the end of the fight like you could hold on to it. And then that brings us to the inventory system because in a new twist. See, in Zero and in Kiwami, you had a total of maybe 20 items you could carry. And that meant if you had five different types of turners, which are used to boost up your health and your heat moves, well, guess what? That takes up five individual spots. In this game, they changed that. Now every item had a set number you could carry for that item. So you could have a hundred different items but maybe only so many of each one so you could have five turners and six stamina royals and you could just keep adding you know as long as you didn't max out that individual items i love that that was such an increase for me because the first two were cool and they're great but there came to be points where it's like all right well this is a cool weapon i can keep but i need some health items or this is a cool item but i don't have enough space for it this kind of eliminated that and i loved it and then if we're still going to talk about gameplay i got to talk about leveling up the XP that you got in this game, the way everything worked towards that, I absolutely ate it up. Now, 
One of the things in Zero and Kwame One that kind of got old to me the more I played, it definitely happened in more often than not in this series, is the random street fights. Because while it's fun in the combat and all that, it was great in all this series, it does feel like at times you just get inundated with them. I mean, there's times you turn a corner and there's another one. Then you get done with that fight and as you turn the next corner, there's another one. Like They just become so prevalent that it almost takes the fun away, especially when you're like in a good part of the story and you're just trying to get to the next like main mission and you got to deal with that or you heal up and you go to run to the next mission and oh great i got into a fight and i got beat up a little bit and i got to go heal again those things were frustrating kiwami 2 though they did something really cool they added soft drinks you could buy and those drinks could be things that increased your hp increased your attack increased any stuff or increased your xp and what that did is hey man if i'm gonna get in this fight I could either make more money, I could make more XP, whatever drink I had, I was getting more into that. Or in the best turn of all, one of the drinks would actually make fights happen much, much less to where they barely happen. So I love that because it gave me the option of, cool, do I want to kind of grind and get a little XP going as I'm going along? Or do I want to just focus on the story right now? I dug that. I really, truly did. Then there was another side piece to the game, and that is one, is you have two different cities. Now, you had two different cities in Yakuza 0, one in Yakuza, and in this game, you're actually going to the two that you went to in Yakuza 0, Kamurocho and Sorbentai. And I got to say, I probably mispronounced that. Please forgive me if I did. But what I loved about that is this city was so great. When you get to it, you get to run a cabaret club. Now, Majima ran the cabaret club in Yakuza 0, and I thought it was fun and interesting, but the improvements that they did in Kiwami 2, it became so fun. Now, the Cabaret Club is kind of like a, a diner dash game, right? The game starts off. You're going to basically send your different uh, hostesses to go entertain different clients. And when you get there, you want to make sure that the clients are having a good time. You want to make sure you have backup. And you want to keep it going at a relatively good pace. You can make a ton of money. The goal is to make the most amount of money, raise your club up higher and higher in the rankings it was just so much fun that i got addicted to it like i beat the game and i still went back and i kept playing that there's also brawling games where you gotta like run through and fight a bunch of different gang members and like smash through these different uh fences and whatnot that was fun there's a bunch of stuff here but ultimately i just kept getting absorbed by this game i loved it i was into the characters i was into the different story and that's the thing man the story in this game is probably just it's on a different level First off, what always makes a good story? Well, what if you got a good hero in Kiru? You need a good villain. And a good villain is somebody that's not just dastardly, but it's somebody that feels justified. And the way it is so complex with the enemy in this game and why he is so against Kiru and the Toja clan and what his motivations are, they have yet to, in my opinion, top that villain. And the look between the two, they were so contrast and Oh my word, I absolutely loved it. And here's the thing, the first fight in the game, man, I was kind of getting my butt whooped, but because the XP worked so well, that by the time I got to the final fight, I really did feel like Kiru was a beast because I was pretty maxed out on everything was ever run through it. And to me, that just added to the story, like Kiru overcoming Raja Gudu. And I just loved it. Again, I probably horribly mispronounced that name, but it was just, oh man. There's so much I loved about that game. You know, I kind of went into it, like I said, like, okay, I've played through Zero, Kiwami, Judgment. I'm loving the series, but am I going to start this game too soon? But I felt like I needed to start it because if not, I was just going to sit there. 
gamers, I am so glad I did. I don't want to say it rejuvenated my love for the series because I hadn't waned on it, but it definitely just, it sucked me in. Within the first five minutes of playing, I was like, oh my word, this is amazing. Now, there's a catch to enjoying Yakuza Kiwami so much. Like I said, it was built with the Dragon Engine, which started with Yakuza 6. Now gamers, I gotta be honest with you, when it comes to Yakuza 6, it's the first game that when I finished, I didn't enjoy it as much or more than the previous game. I mean, for one, let's be fair, I've already said Kiwami 2 is one of my favorite games of all time, but Yakuza 6 is the foundation that Kiwami 2 was built on with that new engine, so there's just some things that Yakuza Kiwami 2 just did better. Because the development team had more time to work on it and develop it, if I can say it that way, but one of the biggest things is kind of the inventory, if you will. For example, those soft drinks, the things you get out of the vending machines that help you get more XP from fights, that help you have less fights, that give you more health or do more damage. Those were in Kiwami 2. You can store them up. As you're running around and you know you're getting in a lot of fights, you can take some and say, you know what, I'd like to stop getting in as many. Or you decide, hey, you know what, I actually want to get in more fights, but I also want to boost my XP. You can kind of do that. You can have a nice mix. In Yakuza 6, unfortunately, you can't. You can have the one drink, you can hold it for a few minutes, then you can drink it, and you get it until the end of that. Then you have to go find another vending machine, drink again. I just didn't feel like that was as, I don't know, user-friendly. I enjoyed having multiples that I could just pull from. At the same time, I will say that the combat is still really good in this game, but I didn't love it as much as Kiwami 2. And ultimately, that, combined with the drinks, really kind of brings me into the XP. I didn't feel like the leveling system just was as refined, of course, as we would see with Kiwami 2. Again, I am not saying this is all bad. If you have yet to play Kiwami 2 and you just, for whatever reason, decided you're going to start with Yakuza 6, you're probably going to be blown away. It is fantastic. It is really good in a lot of ways. But for me, coming off of how much I love Kiwami 2 and kind of taking a step back in things, it just didn't hit on that same level. I'll be honest. There's a few other issues that are just really confined to Yakuza 6 and not anything to do with Kiwami 2. And then it's like the sub-stories, for example. I gotta be honest, I probably did the least amount of sub-stories in this game than I had done in any other ones. And part of that is because, quite frankly, I didn't feel like they were as good. I felt like they were kind of, either they were just very simple, or unfortunately, some of them were just all connected to this baseball mini-game you had. So you had to complete multiple ones to unlock people so you could advance the mini-game with baseball, which was its own sub-story. And I just felt like that just got too tied into each other there was one that had you spearfishing and while it was cool again like you had to get really good at that to advance those sub stories so ultimately I just felt like they were too kind of tied together for their own good then I have to be honest with you the city that you go to you do spend some time in Camarocho but then you go to another city and I'll be honest I just never connected with that city as much I thought it was cool but the layout wasn't that great I just didn't like some of the shops they had or didn't have. So for me, ultimately, I felt like, yeah, it wasn't as well done. The story, I thought, was great. I will say the story is really well done. It's this really cool mystery of Kiru's daughter, Hirakai. She actually gets hit by a car, but she has a baby. And so there's this mystery of who hit her, why would they hit her, but who's the baby's dad? I really did enjoy that. I love the way that takes Kiru to a whole different area. Like I said, that new city. You kind of become 
the Anakai or the teacher for this small group of Yakuza members. And ultimately, it's a really cool mystery. It really does well. The only kind of sidestep I'd say is at some point they tied it into a bigger conspiracy going on. And while I thought that bigger conspiracy was really good, I thought and I was more invested in how much I liked the Hiroku baby daddy drama. I'll be honest. So it wasn't that I didn't like the twist they did. I just thought it took kind of a little bit of a spotlight of the one that I was really, really attached to. But what is cool is one of the characters you meet in Yakuza 6, he has a double that you'll hear a lot about in Yakuza Like a Dragon as we get down there, which was kind of the sequel to this game. So ultimately, I really enjoyed it. I will say this. The one thing it does have, in my opinion, on Kiwami 2 is the graphics. Yakuza 6 is absolutely gorgeous. But again, when I played through it, if I would have racked and stacked my games at that point, Yakuza 6 would have been at the bottom. You know, I'd only played Yakuza 0, Kiwami, Kiwami 2, and even, even if I would have thrown in Judgment, Yakuza 6 would have been at the bottom of those. It just, just didn't hold up in certain parts as much as I would have liked. But understand this, again, if you were to pick this game, and play it on PlayStation Plus, or if it's on Game Pass still, you're probably going to really, really enjoy this game. It is still an awesome game. So gamers, let's talk about 3, 4, and 5. The HD remasters that came out a couple years ago. You can get these on the PlayStation Plus Extra. You can get them on Game Pass. I gotta tell you something, gamers. These were really cool games, but let's break them down game by game. And we go to Yakuza 3. Understand, at the end of Yakuza 6, when I finished it, it was probably June, maybe July of 2020. I didn't start Yakuza 3 until, wow, October of 2021. So if you think about it, it's been over a year. I've kind of, you know, kind of reset, kind of stepped away from this series. There's no more of that fatigue going on that may have been. Part of the reason why I didn't love 6 as much. But ultimately, I get into this game. And I have to tell you. You know, if there was one more game that they were going to do the Kiwami full remake of. I wish it was 3. But here's the best part about it. You don't need it. It is so friggin' good. I, man. Whew, you talk about regrets. I wish when this game came out on PS3, I would have picked it up. Because it would have absolutely made me fall in love with the series. Yakuza 3 is just fantastic. I loved the story. I love the new city you go to. See, you start off and Kiru has stepped away from all of the Yakuza stuff. He's running an orphanage with Heroku. You're kind of doing orphanage things, like going and helping the kids and stuff like that. And I, for some reason, I read that people didn't like that. I thought that was actually pretty interesting. It was fun. It wasn't like an annoying thing. I loved Okinawa. I loved the new town that you're in. I just thought it was so well laid out. There was so much to do, so much to look at. I thought the sub stories were great. I thought the side stuff was awesome. Again, man, I just can't tell you how much I jumped into this world. And I was like, wow, this is absolutely fantastic. I couldn't get over how much I loved it, to be honest with you. And then the story between the fact that you have this other conglomerate coming in, wanting to take your orphanage away. And you're working with this other small time Yakuza group that just like in Yakuza 6, where you kind of help them out and become a part of it. That happens here. But there are just some genuine twists and turns that at one point when something happened, I literally said, oh, no way. I couldn't believe it. And then not five minutes later in the story, I'm like, oh, this can't happen. Like, I just was so into it. 
combat wise i thought the combat was really good and again understand these are just remasters these are not remakes so for yakuza 3 the combat to me was well done now the enemies did block a little bit too much for my taste but at the same time you could kind of get around that with some dodging and whatnot but ultimately just the regular fights just the regular combat was really well done then all the different things and of course you're going back to the old school inventory where you only have so many items you can carry but it didn't matter i really got into it i enjoyed so much about it i can't speak highly enough of it i really can't and gamers i gotta tell you i got to the end of this game and the little final scene you see just had me go what no way and i talked about that happening earlier in the game but this one was one of those ones where i was like there's no way i can wait to play yakuza 4 i have to know what happens because it is just that kind of choice i'm not going to talk about it here because this is one of those games you can go play right now and i highly encourage you to fan Fantastic. Plus, I'm not going to lie, it was kind of nice to play as Kiru in something different than just the uh, silver suit that he wears. You get a little different taste of, of his, his clothing, and I thought that was awesome. But again, man, between the side characters, the story, the combat, the new town, you will end up back in Camarocho, all the fun side stuff to do as well. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved Yakuza 3. Going to Yakuza 4. Unfortunately, like I said, this is the only game that I do not have. A review for on this podcast so if i was going to give it the relive or remember which is what i do for you know games that came out a couple of generations ago especially if it's only a remaster and not a rebuild it's tough even looking back now i would actually probably give this game a relive i, I still think it was fun to play it was enjoyable the biggest difference here is it shifts from just a kiru perspective which i know yakuza had multiple uh protagonists with kiro and majima but this is the first game since Kawami that had the multiple different uh, characters to play as so it was something different for the development team they were trying to figure it out and the way they did it I thought kind of made it a little disjointed as you played as Kiru for so long then you went to Akiyama then Sijima and then the final guy and it was kind of one of those things where because you play them segmented it's not until the final chapter that they all come together and you you bring those stories in now I will say I thought the story made sense I thought each of their individual chapters was very interesting. So it didn't really hurt it. It just kind of was one of those things that I don't think was as smooth. I will say this though. I love Sijima. I, I thought he's got a great story. And that's this is the story that ties into what happened before Yakuza 0. So for me, it was extremely fitting. I will say that. However, let me also just say that when it comes to Sijima's like actual gameplay, ooh. That was kind of rough, man. I wasn't a fan. Like, his moves, you got to, like, hold down. And, like, because he's supposed to be super strong, so you hold him down to really do these moves. You have to break out of jail. Like, it just was not that interesting, I'll be honest with you. So there was this disconnect for me for that. But for the most part, Akiyama, I liked his character. I thought he had a really cool fighting style. It reminded me of Yakuza 0 with Majima, which makes me feel like when they started creating Yakuza 0, they were like, all right, Akiyama and Majima is going to be very similar. It's just they use their feet a lot differently. Um, and so I thought that was cool. But for the most part, I'll be honest, the one character who's a cop, I thought he was an interesting story. When I played him, I thought his combat was fine. But it didn't really stick with me. I'm having a hard time right now trying to remember all of the things you do with him. So I thought it was good. I, I thought it was fine, right? Like... It was the first one that, like, you know, at 6, I didn't sit there and leave going, oh, yeah, I love it more than the game before, but I still really enjoyed it. I still talk highly of it. 4 is the one where I, I kind of struggle, and I go, ah, you know, I mean, it's it's not bad, but 
you know, I, I don't know that I like the, the move with it. I'm glad that 4 was not the first game I played. I, I'll say that. I just said Yakuza 3. Man, if that would have been the first game, I would have been in love. 4, maybe I would have because it's still got all the same Yakuza fun stuff. The karaoke bars and the sub stories and all the fun things you do. But it was just a little disjointed. But that brings me to Yakuza 5. Now, Yakuza 5, I do think, improves on a lot from Yakuza 4. From the combat uh, to... You know, the different individual story arcs. However, let me just be honest with you. There's five in this one. So, I'll break up down. Kiru starts off and you're a cab driver because he's kind of been pushed out of the orphanage. And I got to be honest with you. I didn't know where they were going with that story, but I really enjoyed it. And here's the cool thing. Each of these acts, each of these characters have their quote-unquote job they do. And Kiru's a cab driver. I thought that was a lot of fun. I really did. I had a lot of fun in his small little town. You will end up in Kamurocho, but each of these characters also kind of operate out of smaller areas if you will kiru's i thought was fine it was cool you know that was cool uh then you switch to sijima's and man i gotta be honest it almost was like they just went back to yakuza 4 like you go back to prison and then it's trying to escape from prison and you know then you go to this small little hunting community and you help hunt these bears and hey you know what honestly it's not bad i just i'm not a fan of his combat you know his story is always interesting you do end up in a small you know, little town as well. Uh, one part is through dreaming, which I just thought was really weird. And then the other part, when you're actually there, you just don't do enough. There's just not enough there. It's kind of annoying. Like, you can't just walk across the street. There's so many, like, barriers in your way. Like, little handles that you can't get around. So, those kind of things were kind of annoying. He, For whatever reason, I love the character. But I just don't like the way they, they use him in gameplay in 4 or 5. You play as Akiyama. You play as Hiroko, and you go back to uh, Seventai from Kiwami 2, if you remember. And again, I know I am botching that name. That's fine. Uh, but you go back there. I actually really did enjoy both of theirs. Akiyama's a great character. He was a lot of fun. And Hiroko, you're playing, and she's a teen idol. And, man, I really dug. It was just this fun little rhythm game to for her singing and dancing. I enjoyed it. So I thought that was cool. Then you go to another new character who's a former baseball player. I thought his story was really well done. I thought his fighting was okay. I'm not going to say it was, like, really bad. I wasn't as disconnected with it like I was with, say, Sijimas, but I definitely wasn't in love with it. But here's the big problem with that. The only ones that I really enjoyed their job was Kiru's and Hurakas. Uh, I didn't really love anyone else's. It didn't really make me want to keep doing their side stuff, if you will. So, yeah, it's cool they did it, but I just don't think it hit very well. The other thing is, oh my word, Kiru I played the first 10 hours of. When I finally get to the final act and I'm using all of these characters together, I'll be honest with you, it is so disjointed and I don't remember the stuff that I learned in Kiro's because it's been 40 hours. And they just don't weave very well into a cohesive story. In fact, I think the last act is much longer than it needs to be because they try to add so many twists and turns to really kind of make everybody connect and I just kept going, okay, guys, you're losing me with the story. It is probably the first one that I was actually disappointed with more than just like, okay, you know, like Yakuza 4, I was like, all right, it's not bad. Yakuza 5, I was just kind of disappointed with the story. I felt like some of the, you know, gameplay was okay, not great. Some of it was better. You know, some of the fighting was done better. But ultimately, it was the first one that I was like, eh. So I got to be honest, I had talked about it that... I had downloaded Yakuza 5. I just didn't get a chance to play it when it was on PlayStation Plus. I'm actually extremely glad 
I didn't start with it. It probably would have made me not connect with the series as much as I did by playing Zero first, or even if I had started with Yakuza 3. It's still a relive because honestly, it's still a good game. Like I, I do think you can jump in there and enjoy it, but just compared to every other game in the series, I feel like the stories are let down. I feel like the side stuff they do, the way they just kind of, I don't know, just incorporate a lot of things. I just don't think hits on all the topics. You can check out my review where I get a lot more detailed on that. So I got to say, going back through 3, 4, and 5, these remasters, I'll be honest. There was a couple of things I was worried. Like, okay, going back in time, you know, I mean, hey, 5 happened. And then there was several years before they put out Yakuza 0. So a lot happened. Yakuza 5 was built for a PS3 versus Yakuza 0. It did come out on PS3, but it was also built for PS4. So it's kind of one of those things of like, all right, I'm stepping back for these older games. They're a decade or more older. How am I going to like these? You know, am I going to be able to invest the same amount of time in? To be honest with you, I spent 30 to 50 hours on each of these games. I've told you how much I love 3. I did enjoy 4 and 5. I did get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Just disappointed in a lot of things. So I still think they're really well done. Yeah, I guess in a perfect world, maybe they could have done the Kiwami treatment and rebuilt all these games from the ground up to make them more streamlined, kind of do some lesson learned stuff. But here's the cool thing I will say. While I don't think they quite nailed the uh, interlocking characters and making, you know, all these different storylines fit, you know what? They did a great job in Yakuza 0. So you can kind of see where, okay, 4 and 5, they tried, but it just didn't hit. When they get to Yakuza 0, lessons learned, man. They cut it down to two protagonists. They weave their stories back and forth. And you can see where the developers really knocked that out of the park. The jobs. I talked about only really liking two out of five for the, you know, the extra things you could do. Here's the cool thing. If you played Lost Judgment, you know that in that game, you actually, as talk, will go to a school and kind of do different clubhouses, if you will, and do different kind of quote-unquote jobs. And guess what? It's handled so well. To where I sit there and I go, you know what, 4 and 5 might not be my personal favorites. And 5 to me I kind of was a little disappointed with. But you can see the development team was able to stop, look at what they did, and go, we can do this. We can improve on this. And they did. That is all I ask when a studio puts out a game and maybe it's not hitting right or they just know they're going to go to a new one. Is they, they learn from their mistakes and they continue to grow. And I feel like these HD remasters really show that this studio is awesome and they're aware and they listen to fans because everything was improved with the future games. So gamers, that brings us to the final game in the series and the final game that I completed and the most drastic change in the series. And that is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. This game, I thought it was actually a April Fool's Day joke, but the first time they showed off the trailer or any gameplay from this, it showed the game going from the brawler real-time action to a turn-based combat style. Most people in 2019 thought it was a joke, ha ha ha, and then a few months later, they're like, no, 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 guys, this is, this is what we're doing. We're switching things up. I gotta be honest, I was excited to play it, but I was very curious, would I actually like it? I didn't know. And you know what? It came out. I didn't get to play it till almost a year and a half after its release. But I got to say, they do a great job. My review is out there, obviously, just like the rest of these. You can check out for my in-depth review on it. But you know what? It fits. It really does. 
Look, I would prefer to stay with the, you know, real-time, the brawler stuff, just because I definitely enjoy that style more than turn-based. But I can't complain about this turn-based style. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, people talked about it. Would it feel the same? Yes, it does. And part of that is because Yakuza, when it comes to the combat, every game in the series has this little bit of over-the-topness, whether it's these drastic finishing moves or these heat moves, as they're called. You know, they kind of really take it to that next level. In this game, they do that just as much. I mean, it is a lot of fun. You can have so much... Guys, you can actually get a dildo as a weapon. And I know we've seen that before in games, but I'm telling you right now, when the new main protagonist, Ichiban, pulls a dildo out of his pocket and starts beating the crap out of people, you gotta laugh at it. I mean, it's just hilarious. You know, it's stuff like that. One girl that you can recruit, she will actually sit there and throw thumbtacks. And it'll take massive damage. It's little things. Is it all over the top? No. Some moves look drastic and they look like they just, you know, really hurt the person. But there is that level of fun to it that keeps it really tied in with the series. On top of that, let me just say the graphics. I played on the PS5. Absolutely beautiful. The story for Ichiban. Man, I just, I loved, you know, I'm going into this and I'm going, all right, I loved Kiru. I mean, I absolutely love them. Yes, I know 4 and 5 uh, and 0 did kind of split who you were playing as. But, I mean, Kiro is awesome. He is the man. He is the guy that holds the series down. How am I going to go to a game that doesn't have him at all? How am I going to like this Ichiban? Well, it's because they took the best parts of Kiro and they gave a whole new personality in this Ichiban. So you get somebody new and fresh, but he's still going to do the right thing, which is what Kiro did. I loved it. I love so much about the story, the different people you mix, because it's turn-based RPG. You're going to have a party member system, and I thought the party members they included were awesome. Like, there was no character in this game that was on my team that I was just like, man, get out of here. I don't like this guy. I don't want him on my team. No, I loved them all. Like, they all felt like this motley crew of people that I just enjoyed having around, and enjoyed when you could go and have conversations and learn more about them, and Again, they each brought their own, I don't know, their own style to the table that it was fun to kind of switch out who was in your party members. So from the gameplay point of view, the character point of view, going into this game, I was a little bit nervous, but man, did it just pay off for me in the end. A lot of fun. Then you throw in this story. Like I said, five was a little bit of a disappointment when I played through it a couple months ago. Four, I played through it at the end of last year. And it didn't blow me away, but I didn't love it. So I was kind of like down two good stories in a row. Yakuza Like a Dragon brings the story back. I mean, it's a super strong story. It starts off and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be like a quest for revenge. But it doesn't go that way. And I'm glad it didn't. But you're still entangled in something that seems so ridiculously small. One person's murder, but it's tied into such a big story that loops back around to the original story you're part of and you're just going okay how did they get so deep so complex but it all makes sense how did it also get so emotional like it is just so well done i loved it i mean this is just a fantastic game and you know i talked about the credit for the developers when it came to the, you know, four and five and trying, but maybe not fully figuring it out. And then you get zero and you're like, wow, they learned from it. Also the jobs with five and how they learned and they made it better in lost judgment. In this game, they might not have been trying to improve on anything in the past, 
But the developers really said, we want to try something different. We don't want the game to get stale. We need to do something to freshen it up. We already also have the Judgment series, which is kind of that brawler. We don't need two of the same thing. Let's go something different. And the developers nailed it. Like, they put out this awesome turn-based RPG. And I mean, like, fully Japanese-style turn-based game. Like, I mean, you know, it, it is just exactly what you would think of with the, the those kind of mechanics and whatnot. And it just, it works. Like, you don't feel like, ah, this was a good attempt. This is like a side story. No, you feel like this is the next story. This is where we're going to push forward. And I loved it. So, ultimately, when it comes down to Yakuza Like a Dragon, I don't have anything bad to say. Sure, you can check out my reviews for any things I kind of ding on here and there. But at the end of the day, this is just a phenomenal game. Like, I'm just so impressed that the studio was able to go that way. To take somebody who's... You know, always going to be a little bit nervous when you're like, hey, we're going to drastically change up this series. I'm sitting there going, whoa, wait a minute now. I'm starting to love this series. And then when I go to get into this game, I'm really nervous. Like, man, I hope they don't screw this up. I've just played through these other six games. I absolutely adore this series. Please don't tell me that I'm going to go to Like a Dragon and be like, I don't know if I'm going to continue with this series. Mm. Well, guess what? I started playing it and I go, nope, this game's fantastic. It, It just is. My good friend Hulking Yoda over at Lost at Sea Gaming Podcast right here on Anchor. He has played this game a little bit. He has only played, I think, uh, 10-15 hours in Kiwami. Loves it. But with Like a Dragon, he's played a little bit here and there with the Game Pass and the xCloud. And he's already addicted to it. It's just one of those games that it's just so well done that I think anybody can jump on. Plus, here's the best part. Say you've never played any of these games before. This is a great jumping on point because you don't have to know any of the previous backstory. Yes, there are definitely some references. And yes, there is a couple of chapters that are purely fan service. But I don't think they stop you from enjoying it if you didn't know who some of these characters were before. This is an awesome game. And here's the cool part. You always got the Judgment series if you want to go into that combat style or or whatnot. So either way, I just got to say, is Like a Dragon... As good as this game is, as much as I love this game and have played it, I think the thing that I'm more impressed with is knowing that this team really sat there and wanted to pivot and change the entire franchise, and they did so damn well. Like, you have to give them a pat on the back. And that's the one thing that, I again, I really have to harp. They were able to look at mistakes that didn't quite pan out right, or maybe not even mistakes, but just different things that didn't fit And over the course of several games, they have rectified it and improved on it to where I'm just like, wow, you guys are rocking. So a lot of respect for this team, especially for changing the game up, putting the franchise like in a position where like, hey, this could screw it up and just excelling at it. So gamers, I've talked about this. I've talked about how great pretty much all of these stories are. I thought it'd be cool if I just did a ranking, in my personal opinion, of what my favorite stories were. Favorite to least favorite, if you will. Now, again, I want to clarify, I had some choice words about Yakuza 5, even some parts of Yakuza 4. I don't think there has been a bad story. I think just sometimes the storytelling in and of itself wasn't done as well. So with that being said, what's my listing of stories? First off, I'm going to go Kiwami 2. I just thought that story was so well done, like I spoke to. 
Next is Like a Dragon. I thought Like a Dragon story was so well done, so awesome. I was just invested. You know, that's the key thing. How invested was I? Next up, I got to go Yakuza 0 because he was the first one that got me in the series. And at the same time, like, I was really, really drawn into it. Like, I was so focused and figuring out who these characters were and what this meant. Like, I just, I loved it. Plus, I thought it was such a perfect prequel that the next game on the list has got to be Yakuza Kiwami, just because this story is what set everything in motion. It tied so well with Yakuza 0, and I know, you know, this story was done first, but again, I just thought it was so great. It really kind of just kept me going, okay, I gotta see what's next. Now I have to go with Yakuza 3, because it's a different thing going on here, you know? You've got Kiru in a different setting, and adjusting to that life, and kind of going, okay, and then it just ramps up and up, and I thought was fantastic. Then I'll go with Yakuza 6 because, again, there was just another twist at the end of it that I thought just kind of took away from the mystery of who's the baby's daddy. And once you got past that, again, I thought it was fantastic. And, again, I thought that twist was really well done. just felt like you ended up having two storylines running parallel. I personally was just way more invested in one than the other. And then, finally, I'll go with Yakuza 4 because I thought it was really well done. I thought some of the storylines ultimately were cool, but really it was that tie-in for the Majima stuff that to me I thought was so interesting that just kind of pushes this over the top. And finally, I'll go Yakuza 5, just because again, unfortunately, really cool independent stories, but once they kind of merged together, they were so independent and the, the traces were so barely there that it took the developers a lot to make it all cohesive at the end. And I think it just kind of came at the cost of enjoying the game. Now, I will take, and I will add this in there. It's a little asterisk because it's not a full-on story. But in Yakuza Kiwami 2, what they do is they add a little epilogue, if you will. And it's called a Majima story. Oh, my word. It's only a couple hours long, but it ties directly to the storyline from him with Yakuza 0. Oh, man. Since it's not a full story, you know, it's not a full game or anything, I can't compare it to it. But if I was to sit there and I was to put it on that list, it would be right after Yakuza 0. It is so well done. It ties up some loose ends and it just really helps you appreciate Majima. You know, once you strip down all the charismatic extra stuff, the flashy stuff that he does, the flamboyant stuff that he does, and you get to just him as a person, him as a man... Wow, it just really enhances it. Alright gamers, so I can't do this episode and end it without giving the rack and stack of my favorite games. And this isn't just a story... This is everything. Story, characters, graphics, gameplay, all of that fun stuff. When I look back at this series, what's my favorite to my least favorite? Let's jump in it. Yakuza Kiwami 2. Wow, big shock, right? Like, that's definitely my number one. Number two is Yakuza 3. I think I definitely explained how much I loved that when I talked about Yakuza 3. Next up is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Because you know what? This is the game that they flipped that formula on its side. I loved what they did. I mean, to sit there and take a guy who's kind of like, oh, I don't know about turn-based and make me go, yeah, this was awesome. This was cool. If this is how they continue with the Yakuza series, I'm down. Characters, all of that in there. You know, they zigged when I thought they were going to zag with the story. I just, there's just so much to like about Like a Dragon. Next up would be Yakuza 0. 
I mean, this was my introduction to the series. And look, it was strong enough to make me go, okay, I'm going to play Kiwami. I want to keep going with this series. I thought it was fantastic. There's a lot to love in this game. I talked about that, but that's definitely next on the list. And then I have to go with Yakuza Kiwami. Now, interestingly about this, I actually scored Kiwami higher than Zero. But when I think back on this series and I think of playing these games, Zero is the one that I think about the most. Zero is the stuff that I'm always like, yeah, if I went back to a Yakuza game, I'd probably go back to Zero. You know what I mean? So to me, I just have to rank that a little bit higher. But Kiwami, man, oh my word, Kiwami is just fantastic. Holy smokes. I mean, wow. Just good stuff all around. I could easily go back to that game as well. Then I go with Yakuza 6. You know, hey man, it was good. I won't say it was disappointing, but it just wasn't as much of a love fest with me with the Yakuza games as the previous ones I've mentioned. Then I gotta go Yakuza 5. Hey, the story's a disappointment. There's a chapter that's kind of eh. But for the most part, I like a lot of the improvements they did over the final game on the list. And that is Yakuza 4. Cool story stuff, but ultimately there's just some gameplay elements that just kind of bring it down a little bit. Gamers, I hope you like this episode. Because you know what? I have loved this series. It's interesting. I started Yakuza 0 in June of 2019. I actually started Yakuza Like a Dragon in June of 2022. Three years. Three years to get through the entire series. And I've loved every game. I It's just fantastic. It's so great to get part of a series like this. And just know that, hey, there's more games. We've already seen the screenshots and we know that a like a dragon sequel is on the way and it's kind of cool to know when that game drops i won't have any games that i'm like well i want to get to this game but i have to finish these other games no i am all caught up i can't wait i'm fully invested in this series i'm fully invested in the judgment series i've mentioned that here and there throughout this episode but i mean oh man they have just positioned themselves as in my opinion one of the developers i respect the most through the improvements they've done with the series be willing to try something different. And if it doesn't work, try a different way. You know, like I absolutely just respect that. I respect the fact that they don't give up on creating a good story. Like they don't get too, you know, blown away by, oh, we can add all this stuff in there. But the important thing for them is the story is done right. So for me, I've loved the series. I would love to know what you guys think of the series. How many games have you played? How many do you plan on playing? What's your favorite story? What's your favorite game in there? Let me know. TheGraveyardGamer at gmail.com. You can find tons of Yakuza pictures at this point on my Instagram at TheGraveyardGamer or hit me up on Twitter at TheGraveyardG. Till next time, I will be creeping around the graveyard.